0: Before getting into this episode, I wanted to take a moment to give you an update about stuff that's happening with Notorious Bakersfield. First up, on Wednesday, September 13th at 6 p.m., I will be giving a talk at the Kern County Museum about Wiley and Grace Doris. Wiley was a criminal defense attorney, he was a fascinating and colorful character in our city's history. His wife, Grace, was equally fascinating, whose legacy continues to be realized today. What a lot of people don't know, Bakersfield voters elected Grace to represent them in the California Assembly in 1918, two years before women in the United States were allowed to vote. Come out and enjoy learning about these important people from Bakersfield's past. Wednesday, September 13th at the Kern County Museum at 6 p.m. The cost is $10. Next, the first draft of Notorious Bakersfield. The book is complete. Yes, there will be a book. It will be a collection of stories from this podcast. So if you know someone who doesn't listen to podcasts, but you feel they'd enjoy these stories, that's what this book is all about. Notorious Bakersfield, the book. If everything goes as planned, it will be released November 24th, 2023, Black Friday. So keep an eye out for Notorious Bakersfield, the book. And last, a lot of you have been asking me about this. The annual Notorious Bakersfield Halloween Audio Driving Tour will be back this year, beginning October 1st and running through to Halloween. This year's tour will take in crime scene locations in the Rosedale area. Now, I just want to give you a quick update on things that are happening uh, regarding Notorious Bakersfield in the community. Now, let's get to this week's Notorious Bakersfield story. The story from this episode deviates a bit from what I normally cover. For starters, it happened 10 years ago this week, so not too terribly long ago. It has a Kern County connection, but not a Bakersfield connection. When this incident happened in 2013, it caught my attention, and I followed the story closely for months and I continue to follow it. From time to time, I'll do a search to see if there's been any new developments. Since it does have a Kern County connection and the 10-year anniversary is this week, I made the decision to cover the story. This young man's parents have been looking for him, their only child, for a decade and still haven't found him. This is Bryce's mysterious disappearance. Bryce Las Pisa was born April 30, 1994, in Springfield, Illinois. He was the only child to Karen and Michael Luspius. From an early age, Bryce had a charming and easygoing personality that made it easy for him to make friends. He also had an artistic talent that came to him naturally. Bryce graduated from Naperville Central High School outside of Chicago. His parents retired shortly after his graduation and moved to Laguna Niguel in Orange County. Soon after arriving in California, Bryce moved to Chico, studying graphic and industrial design at Sierra College. His first year at Sierra went great. He made friends, got good grades, and developed a close relationship with his roommate, Sean Dixon. He also began dating a fellow Sierra student, named Kim Sly. Everything seemed to be going great in the young man's life. During summer break, he told everyone he was excited for classes to resume at Sierra College. Two weeks before his schooling started, Bryce returned to Chico. He was fresh and ready to get started. Once school began, he went to his classes and he reunited with his friends. However, not long after school started, Bryce's roommate, Sean, and girlfriend, Kim, noticed subtle changes in the young man's behavior. He was becoming more withdrawn, erratic, and depressed. He admitted to Kim that he began using a medication to treat ADHD, a condition he didn't have. Some of the side effects for this medication include psychosis, depression, and mania. Bryce told Kim he took this drug so he could stay up playing video games. This alarmed Kim, but Bryce just brushed it off. Sean, his roommate, observed Bryce consume large amounts of hard alcohol, something that deviated from his past behavior. Sean also confirmed Kim's claim about Bryce taking the ADHD medication. Both Kim and Sean say Bryce's use of the drug became more frequent. And they said the more he used the drug, the more erratic his behavior became. On August 27th, he broke up with Kim by text message, saying that she'd be better off without him. They hadn't had an argument or a disagreement. It just came out of the blue. Then he sent Sean an equally bizarre text, just out of the blue again. It said, I love you, bro. Seriously, you are the best person I've ever met. You saved my soul. That was just kind of a weird text he sent him. That same day he sent Sean the text, Bryce gave Sean his Xbox and a pair of diamond earrings his mother had given him. I want to say here, this type of behavior, giving away prized possessions, is an indication that someone may be contemplating suicide. Not everyone thinking about suicide does this, but this behavior does follow a pattern. The next day... Sean, the roommate, called Karen Las Pisa to tell her that he was worried about Bryce. That night, Bryce called his mom. He was at Kim's house. He told his mom that he and Kim were having an argument and that Kim had taken his car keys away from him. Kim was so concerned about Bryce's behavior that she didn't think he was in any condition to drive. Bryce put Kim on the phone to talk to his mother. Karen was able to convince Kim to give Bryce his keys back. She then told her son to go home and go to bed. In this conversation, Karen offered to fly up and check on him, but Bryce told his mom not to come up until he talked to her the next day. He told her, I have a lot to talk to you about. Karen said to her, as his mother, Bryce didn't seem distraught. That's somebody coming from somebody that knew him very well. But obviously, things weren't going good. But according to her, he didn't indicate there was anything dire going on. Bryce left Kim's apartment at 11.30 p.m. At 1 a.m., Karen got another call from her son. At the time, she assumed he was in his apartment in Chico. Then, at 11 a.m. that same morning... A few hours later, about 10 hours later, Karen and her husband were notified by their insurance company that their son had used roadside assistance in the small town of Kern County, Buttonwillow, along I-5. Karen called the Castro Tire Gas Company in Buttonwillow and talked to an employee named Christian. Christian confirmed that he did receive a service call at 9 a.m. that morning. He delivered three gallons of gasoline to Bryce and put it in his tank. Once his work was done, he Christian just left. He was done. Christian, this guy in Willow, who did that service call, um, offered to drive back to where he last saw Bryce. And Bryce's parents said, great, thanks. So Christian took off and, and went back to where he was that he found Bryce the first time. And to his, his surprise... When he got to that location, Bryce was still there, hours after he left them. Christian told Bryce that his parents were worried about him and he should call them. Bryce agreed and said he was going to start driving to his parents' house in Lagoon Indigale. Christian stuck around. He waited there and watched Bryce get back on the interstate. That was about 3 p.m. So from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., Bryce was just hanging out in Button Willow apparently doing nothing, not answering his phone, not calling anyone. Christian, when he got back to the shop in Buttonwillow, called the Las Pisas and told them he watched Bryce get on the interstate and he'd probably be in Laguna Niguel within a few hours. Well, three hours passed, then four, then five, and the Las Pisas never got any word from Bryce. He never called him back. So his parents called the Orange County Sheriff's Office to file a missing person report. The Orange County Sheriff's Office was able to track down Bryce's cell phone and discovered it was still in Buttonwillow, not far from where Christian witnessed Bryce get on the interstate. I should mention here, Bryce Las Pisa didn't blend in. The 19 year old was 5 feet 11 and weighed 170 pounds. Bryce's most distinctive feature was his hair. He had bright red hair that you couldn't miss. The Orange County Sheriff's Office contacted the Kern County Sheriff's Office to go and check on Bryce. Two Kern County deputies located Bryce just a few miles from where Christian last saw him. He was sitting in his car in a motel parking lot. The deputies talked to him. The deputies said Bryce seemed normal, friendly, cooperative, coherent, didn't display any signs of being under the influence of alcohol or drugs. The deputies even searched Bryce and his vehicle for drugs and didn't find anything. They told Bryce his parents were worried and he needed to call them. When Bryce showed hesitation about calling his parents, one of the deputies took his phone and dialed his parents himself he handed the phone to Bryce. Karen told Bryce to just get on the freeway and come home. And her son agreed. In the meantime, Karen called Christian, the guy from the garage who did the service call, and Christian agreed to go to where Bryce was and follow him again. What a nice guy. Christian did just that. He was on the phone with Karen while he followed Bryce on I-5, he tailed Bryce for several miles before Karen told him thanks for everything, he's done. She felt confident her son was finally headed in the right direction on his way home to Laguna Negal, So Christian peeled off from trailing Bryce and headed back to Buttonwillow. At 2 a.m. on August 30th, Bryce called his mother for the final time to tell her that he was just too tired to drive anymore and would be pulling off the road to sleep. And she agreed. She didn't want him to drive if he was too tired. She told Bryce she'd see him later that morning when he got home. When the Las Pisas doorbell rang at 8 a.m. that same morning, it wasn't Bryce. It was a California Highway Patrol officer. The CHP officer was there investigating an abandoned vehicle near Castaic. Bryce's 2003 beige Toyota Highlander had been found, overturned, near the lake, Lake Castaic. back window had been shattered and his cell phone, laptop, and wallet were located inside. But there was no sign of Bryce himself. Bryce Pisas was now officially a missing person.
1: He was studying graphic design. He um, would always bring sketches back to our dorm, and they were actually really good. He had some talent, a lot of talent, and it's too bad that something like this happened. Nick Cavina tried to call his old roommate Bryce Pisa when he heard Pisa vanished on his way down to his parents' house in Laguna Niguel. The 19-year-old's truck was found crashed on its side near Castaic Lake on Friday, 45 miles north of Los Angeles. But the Sierra College student was still missing. His girlfriend, Kim Sly, a Chico State student, met with him
0: before he drove south.
1: I have thought about every possible scenario of where he could be and what could have happened to him.
0: Video surveillance footage obtained by investigators showed that at 2.15 a.m., Bryce's vehicle turned onto the access road. So that means 15 minutes after he hung up from telling his mom that he was going to pull over, that he didn't pull over. He drove down an access road leading to Castaic Lake. Search and rescue divers were called in. They searched Castaic Lake and nothing related to Bryce was found. Police dogs were brought in. They traced his scent to a bridge that led to a nearby truck stop. But then the dogs lost his scent and the trail went cold. Community search parties were formed to look for the missing teenager. Private citizens joined government agencies in the search while scouring the rugged terrain in and around Castaic Lake by foot, and airplanes searched from the air. Missing person posters were hung in truck stops, gas stations, and convenience stores in the Canyon Country area. A few days after Bryce went missing, many people believed a sad break in the case arrived. A burned body was found in the vicinity of where Bryce went missing. But further investigation revealed that the body wasn't Bryce and had nothing to do with Bryce at all. The Orange County teen was traveling home
1: from Northern California when police found his SUV overturned. Investigators came across his laptop and other valuables when they searched the road. But as for Bryce Lospisa, he was nowhere to be found. Divers hit the water, searching the lake's murky bottom for clues as rescue teams combed the area from the sky. But still... No answers. A thorough search just like they did on uh, Friday. Um, They came back again today and um, we still haven't uh, found the missing person yet. Four days later, a cyclist found a body set on fire in the same area. Condition of the body right now because of being burned, we're unable to determine who that is and uh, the coroner's gonna have to provide a positive identification for us. In a tragic coincidence, investigators determined the burned body was not Bryce. Parents Karen and Michael Espisa still hold hope for their son's safe return.
0: We keep hope alive. We have heard stories of people that have been missing for years and that are found. And that's always our hope, that we keep our faith that Bryce will be found. The DNA is there, the dental records are there, the fingerprints are there. So if remains are found, we know that he would be identified.
1: But to this day, no remains found
0: have been identified as Bryce. This massive search went on for weeks without ever locating Bryce. Bryce Las Pisa officially disappeared August 30, 2013. Authorities called off the full-scale search September 20th. Bryce Las Pisa has never been found. His remains have never been found. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Office still lists his case as a missing person case. A decade later, and his parents still are searching for answers. It's still a mystery. If you have any information regarding this case, contact the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Office at 323-890-5500. Resources used to research this story, the Santa Clarita Valley News, Los Angeles Times, KTLA News, and KCAL News. This is Robert Peterson. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'll be back next week, next Tuesday, with another Notorious Bakersfield story. Until then, stay safe, stay out of trouble, don't become a future episode of the Notorious Bakersfield podcast. See you back here next week.